0: Spray train Flying like
1: a new Speeding like a space spring One more time today I'm on the night away? the
2: Everybody. see a
0: Live from the BWB Promotion Studios is Bumming with Bobcat with your host, Bum Wine Bob. All right, all right, all right. This is Bum Wine Bob coming at you with an all new edition of Bumming with Bobcat. And I hope you have your beer and your bourbon on hand and ready to go this week as we have some special guests joining the show. Some might call them podcasting's number one power couple, um, but we are going to bring them on here. It's Juliet Miranda, and David, the producer. You might know them from The Unreadable Rant, Bourbon Soaked Live, and The Virtual Happy Hour. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: Hey there, y'all. Doing great. How you doing? What's happening,
2: Bob? And by the way, we're the most plowed uh, couple, not power.
0: Plowed power, power, you know. Um, After listening, I caught the tail end of of your show, the, The Bourbon Soaked Live, last night. And you know some of those stories there, and talking about getting plowed. You yeah, know, no, uh... <laughs> we, get, we get a little raunchy
1: on Bourbon Soak Live, and it's never our fault. It's always the uh, the chat. They take things in a very dirty yeah, yeah, direction yeah, sometimes.
0: Yeah, you, you have a wide variety of uh, of listeners and uh, and fans, I guess you could say. So uh, you never know where the road will take you.
1: Crazies, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> they were a lot of fun to hang out with, though, man. It, it, Monday nights are like usually like kind of a boring night for us, so we're like, what do we do? That's a little different, and it's not the podcast, and we can you know hang out with some of the listeners of the podcast, and maybe find some new folks on YouTube, and that just kind of worked out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a nice little thing, you know. Between that, you have, and then you know, with I know you will go into it a little bit more the the virtual happy hour you guys do from time to time, you know, during the whole pandemic and all this never-ending bs we have we have going on uh these days but yeah it's uh you got to keep things interesting and you throw back some drinks you have a good time you can't really go wrong
1: well yeah you know i mean what goes better with a cocktail than a bunch of really good stories that's kind of the tradition of being in a good bar
0: yeah and if you can't be there in person with people just do it uh virtually and you know you don't feel too bad drinking alone at home if you're on the internet with with strangers (laughs) or, you know, strangers that then can become your friends. I mean, that's, you know, the good side of social media is the interactions you can have with people and form these friendships and relationships that you might not have in a real life setting.
1: Yeah,
2: and that's what we kind of found with, well, you know this, uh, you know, having the podcast as long as you have. And, you know, you've been doing it six years. We've been doing it for five years. And with the podcast, I mean, we get pretty good interactions on Twitter. People say, hey, you know, like the episode or, you know, it's really short little things, the little spurts of information you get about it. But when we kind of transitioned or not, I shouldn't say transition, but, you know, started up doing the YouTube stuff and got, you know, more people to interact, you start to really kind of get a vibe for what works and doesn't work in a way And that, that just kind of opened us up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think the YouTube show has really let us be more freeform because the podcast is very narrative and scripted. So you get us live on YouTube and then it's both me and David going at it and there's so much room to just <laughs> sit there and drink booze and interact with people and then that's kind of how things get crazy.
0: Yeah, you get that that personal, you know, one-on-one interaction on the YouTube with the video they can see you. You know, it's it's not just sitting back and listening to a story. It's actually going back and forth. Things happen on the fly. As we said, you never know <laughs> what somebody yeah. might bring up in, in the chat room that takes the conversation down a totally different road that you didn't expect going into the show.
1: Exactly so it's that,
0: that unpredictability of it that makes it fun and gives you two totally different ends of the spectrum to to work with when it comes to um, you know shows and podcasting.
1: Oh, sure, and it's absolutely terrifying at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got that going for you because <laughs> like you said it's completely spontaneous it's not just me alone in you know my studio with my microphone now you know i'm i'm contending with all sorts of you know live challenges which we've experienced
2: right and you you got to carry an hour and you're going to think okay well you know we have you know some topics just or some bullet points but if they go nowhere, then you're like, uh...
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and then you're right, we got 55 there. minutes left to go. And,
1: yeah, uh, and there's yeah, no edit button, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's zero edit button. But, you know, when you can go from fake ID discussions to anal bleaching, I think it's mm-hmm. a win.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think so. I mean, that's what brings the people in, you know? I, I'm not going to say <laughs> the anal bleaching, you know, is what's bringing them in, but... Um, but it might. I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, maybe next week. You know, the the viewers go up because they hear about the topics and they say, "Hey, I want to I want to be all in on this one." So <laughs> you find something people like, and you got to run with it.
1: Very true. Yeah. Well,
2: and after a while, you do start to see trends on what people gravitate towards and what videos get watched after the fact, after the live. When you're doing the live with the chat, and you see what hits with people. Then you can start to kind of you know mirror episodes that are similar to that, or you know go to not necessarily do the same topic, but do uh, you know topics that are you know close to that or uh, might have the same tone. It's but man, it's it's still a shot in the dark. You never know what's going to hit. I mean, we've had some that hit that we said, what, <laughs> why, just why.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the fun of it. I mean, when I started doing my show in in the beginning, I did it as a live, you know, call-in, you know, type radio show. And, and that was fun, which was the, you don't know what can happen. Same thing, you have, you know, your bullet points, you know, topics you want to hit. You say, okay, you know, I have a half hour, you know, mapped out for this. And you hope... You know, somebody, somebody is, is listening and will call in and then you don't know where it will take you because otherwise – and you can go back in the archives. There's episodes out there of, of my podcast in the very beginning that, you know, it kind of gets – you know, you run through your topics so quick and you're like, okay, well uh, – I'll oh, see, yeah. see you guys next week.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I think, I think that's the thing with any early episode. You know, I, I listen to old episodes of the podcast and, oh, my God, I want to drag them out back and shoot them. You know, they, they're horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just there's a learning curve to everything that you do. Yeah. And with that, you know, you, you either gain more experience or more listeners or, you know, something that's going to help you overcome things like that when you find out you've got radio silence.
0: And. People always have that dilemma of saying, "Oh, do I, you know, go back and remove those episodes, or or do I re-record it?" But but it's kind of it's it's how it was in the beginning, and it's it's badge of honor kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, it's part of the catalog. I mean, uh, it is what it is. You might go back and listen to them now and just kind of cringe at the (laughs) the the topics or or how the episodes went, but. It was just, you know, hey, you're just getting your footing in, in the world of podcasting and, and radio and that whole form of media. Um, it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, that's really the yeah, way. You to, gotta
2: start somewhere, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't have, you know, for you know, for you guys, you know, 248 episodes going on 250 um, without, you know, some some bumps in the road and
1: Oh, you yeah, yeah, remove
0: those you remove those beginning episodes, and it's like, well, why are we starting at episode fifty? you know, <laughs>
1: <I> know what, <laughs> what is took, she hiding exactly yeah, what what what
0: happened you know I mean, so it's yeah, I mean, it is everybody has it, you know there's there's no nothing to be ashamed of it's all it's all out there for people to go back and listen to, and they'll they'll find it, you know, you can't hide anything on the internet these days, so even if you removed it. They'll still, they still oh, find. A way oh, to they're
2: still out there. Yeah, okay. there's there's those uh, podcast archive sites that uh, have stuff out there from, you know, obviously, you know, from episode one from us.
0: Yeah, they're they're there. You can't you can't hide it. You know the the internet is a a great tool, but um, it, it can come back and bite you in the ass. Oh, it's ruthless. <laughs> Absolutely. So so, how did you get started with the? I know. Uh, Juliet, with with the podcast and everything, I know you you've done writing, uh, you've done a lot of different things in in your life. Um, what got you down the road of of podcasting? For people that might not know, how you guys got started?
1: Well, I think for me, it was wanting to find a different way to share my stories because I'd published a book and it did reasonably well, and I was considering writing a second one. And, you know, I was looking at just trends in the publishing industry and seeing what was happening, happening with blogs. And I knew that people just weren't really reading the same way that they were. And I was just kind of sitting out on, you know, the driveway one night and we were listening to the Bill Burr morning, Monday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just listening to Bill Burr and I'm like, oh my God, you know, he just sits here and he riffs for an hour or two hours or whatever it is. And I thought, well, what the hell? I can do that too. So I I look at David who had, um, you know, he's got a background in music and he's got a lot of gear laying around the house. I said, do you think you could hook me up to start a podcast? And, you know, he's like, all right, sure, why not? So I just started blathering into a microphone and then, you know, over time, shaped them into better stories suited for 20, 30 minutes. And, you know, here we are, 248 episodes later, and I'm just telling my crazy stories. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's kind of saying, you know, I like to, I'll talk to myself, and if I can talk to myself and record it, and maybe people will listen and, <laughs> and and enjoy it. I mean, that was kind of saying, like, hey, you know, I have these stories, I can ramble on and just talk, you know, to myself, and if I record it, put it out there for people, then it's technically a podcast, and I won't look like a crazy person just talking <laughs> to myself all the time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I figured, well, why not? It seems like, you know, something that people are enjoying and, you know, I I love doing it. It's a great way to, you know, vent and, you know, kind of tell dirty stories about the crazy things that we do and that I've done. And, uh, you know, maybe people will relate to them in the end. And that's, you know, all I can hope for.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And have some drinks in the process. And Well, hell Yeah. Have fun. So, so what are you what are you drinking tonight? What's uh what's on tap over there?
1: Well, in honor of your show, I broke out a bottle of Mellow Corn Straight Whiskey. Uh, <laughs> this is bottom shelf stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it comes in at I believe twelve dollars a bottle. Um, it's delightful, actually. It's a okay. hundred proof, and it gets the job done.
0: I will have to try because I was, was going to ask you about any you know bottom shelf you know you know bum bourbon or bum whiskeys um, that that you had. A... <laughs>
2: this will make a, you uh... see dead relatives by nine o'clock.
0: <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like because I, so I was I was going through and I was like I I didn't have any you know any 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 whiskey or any well. I, had some, I have some Fireball laying around, but that was like the, 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 the best um, <laughs> whiskey <laughs> that I had uh, sitting here. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to go down Fireball t- tonight. But I said, let me, let me ask Juliet and see if she has any recommendations for the, the bum bourbon whiskey side of things. Because I've been kicking that around of venturing down the, the cheap uh,
1: what, you know
0: road. There's some good
1: ones. Yeah, I'll tell you, this one in particular, the mellow corn, it's actually the chosen shot of bartenders around the country because it's so super smooth. It's 100 proof and it tastes surprisingly good. I mean, for a corn whiskey, this one is about as you know solid as you can get.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say for twelve dollars too. I mean, that's you know.
2: Yeah, for a bottle of whiskey, you can't get a bottle of whiskey for twelve bucks. That's... No, no,
0: that's that's what you said. Though. when you were like, you were like, this is twelve bucks. I'm like, okay, twelve. I can do twelve bucks. You know, that's right.
2: Yep. We <laughs> that's were at right the, down uh, my alley. <laughs> we uh, took a tour of the uh, Evan Williams Distillery in Louisville, Kentucky. And the master distiller who we had a chance to interview, he told us uh, that, you know, anecdote about the bartenders. It's their favorite shot, but also it's their uh, one of their largest selling whiskeys uh, in the country. So it's it's solid. If you try it, I think you might like it. If you like a high corn, you'll like it.
0: I'll definitely give it a shot. I have uh, I have no problem, uh, you know. You know, pouring pouring out a shot and drinking it, or just sipping on it. You know, and just to see, you know, how is it? You know, the price is right, so I'll uh, I'll have to add it to my list to to give a shot.
2: If you could, uh, you know, punish yourself, with Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, absolutely <laughs> handle this for a night.
0: Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I I know I've I've pretty much drank a lot worse uh, <laughs> in, my, in my lifetime, so uh, that's that's not bad. <laughs> At all, but I mean, what's what's your other, you know, what's what's your really your your go-to, you know, bourbon or, or whiskey that you you really enjoy on a regular basis?
1: Well, if it's for everyday drinking, for me, um, it, it varies. I think we typically tell people that uh, Larceny is the best standard bourbon out there. It's kind of a notch up from Jim Beam and Maker's Mark. It just has a better flavor profile, I find. And it's solid. It's maybe 30 bucks a bottle. It's a weeded whiskey, so it's going to be a smoother, sweeter taste. It's super easy to drink. And since you're not spending a fortune on the bottle, you don't mind, you know, putting it on the rocks or mixing it with coke or whatever it is. It's just, it's perfect all around.
0: Now are, are you would you consider yourself a a bourbon snob or an equal, <laughs> equal opportunity uh, bourbon well, enthusiast uh, I will.
1: i 'll try any bourbon and I, you know i don 't think you can really be a bourbon snob, and if you are, you know what go lock yourself in your closet and <laughs> fondle your bottles and have fun. Uh, me personally I mean bourbon is alcohol and it's meant to be enjoyed. So if you like it, drink it. And yeah, I like some really nice bourbons, but you know, it's it's all the same thing. It's all alcohol. You you drink it to enjoy yourself.
0: So you're not going to like 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 a Jim Beam, some something like that. You have no problem with Oh, something I mean simple or I yeah. mean like like I've had like the like the Jim Beam, the Jim Beam Apple I, I, I found it was pretty good.
1: See, that's. Okay. Now, now yeah. you can go See, screw. You're poking no. my <laughs> buttons here. <laughs> uh, my problem is with flavored whiskeys and bourbons. I just, I mean, unless you're using them to enhance a cocktail, um, I'm personally not a fan. I just find them roast tasting and that's because i can't taste the bourbon i'm drinking the stuff because i like the way bourbon tastes right, i don't right, want right. it to taste like yeah. honey or apples yeah. or cinnamon or whatever peanut butter Ugh.
0: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard, I have not had the peanut butter you know whiskey yet but that's what people like have been raving about that's been one of oh, like yeah. the big the big things especially with the um, the Yingling, the the Hershey's chocolate porter, I don't know mm. if you've seen that. Um, people have said, you know, oh, mix that with the with the peanut butter whiskey, and it's it's perfect. It's like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Um,
1: yeah, but- I've heard that, and I mean, you know, if you're making a cocktail, then have at it. But there are people who drink this stuff instead of bourbon, and I do not understand that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on on that part of it there, like the Jim Beam Apple, like that. I've done that with some mixed drinks before, and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not really something I would drink straight up, but if you're using it in a cocktail, um, then I have no problem with it that way. So it's kind of – I get where you're coming from, where you're like, if I want to drink my bourbon, I want to taste bourbon <laughs> and not yeah, some right. art- artificial flavor that's mixed in with it.
2: Well, you know, and everyone – likes what they like you know and i'm not gonna bag on somebody who likes the peanut butter stuff or anything like that because y- you like to drink what you like to drink but you know if it shows up at my doorstep i'll burn it in the hallway <laughs> <laughs> i just like the, the taste of bourbon you know and that's
1: yeah uh, exactly you if know? i'm gonna have
2: a bourbon i'm gonna have a bourbon
1: yeah
0: just keep it simple just straight yeah. up bourbon. Exactly. It doesn't my have my to way. be
2: expensive. Just, you know, get me something that's brown, doesn't taste like a foot, and I'm good.
0: <laughs> How about a slight foot? Just a little bit, you know, a little. <laughs> <Yeah. you> know?
2: <laughs> a foot dipped in peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so it's not like the like the craft beer snobs that will turn their nose up at anything that's that's not a craft beer. That's not, you know, this nine percent hoppy.
1: Well, you get that in the bourbon community also. You know, you get the people who have, you know, their bars at home stocked with 40 bottles of Pappy Van Winkle or something like that. And I'm I'm real proud that you have this wonderful collection of <laughs> bourbon. That's lovely. But, you know, for me, it's, it's an everyday drink. It's something that I'm enjoying with my guy or with my friends. Uh, you know, I, I don't need to have $4,000 worth of bourbon yeah, lining <laughs> my yeah, basement I'll, wall.
0: I'll... Yeah, I, I can find better things to spend money on than <laughs> some expensive bourbon.
2: Exactly. And and if you want to have an expensive bourbon, there's no real need to buy a whole bottle of it. You know, you could just go to a bar and order, you know, just like mm-hmm. a, a, a shot or, you know, a <laughs> jigger of it and see if you even like it, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's the main thing with everything is, you know, spending the money on something and then finding out that you don't like it. It's like, yeah. oops. Great. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the same thing with beers, too. And it's like, you know, people spend this money on these these high-quality craft beers and then, you know, you get a home and, and it it tastes like, you know, dirt and grass and, <laughs> and pine needles. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, you just spent, you know, 20 bucks on a four-pack of beers.
1: Right. And
0: it tastes like, as somebody likes to say, tastes like a foot. Well, yeah,
1: and like bourbon especially, I feel, is very confusing, especially if you don't know what you're looking for, because you show up in the liquor store and you see 500 bottles of bourbon and the labeling on bourbon bottles is very, very sparse. So you don't know what you're getting, and you're just kind of buying off the price tag. And if you buy that $80 bourbon, that doesn't guarantee it's going to taste as good as you hope it will. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and and I've been there. I, you can go in there. You can see this whole wide variety. You know, shelves full of bourbon. And for somebody like me who doesn't really know too much about the bourbon world, I mean, you'll see your you know your well-known brand names that are out there. And do you go with that, and then, or do you want to go with something more? Expensive thinking that oh well it's more money it's going to be better tasting which is not always true yeah
1: doesn't always so, work that way
0: so you, so you don't know it's it's uh it it's tough and it's the same with really any alcohol and it's the same thing with wines and everything I mean there's such a wide variety these days that are out there and without having the chance to try it you don't really know what you're getting so I like you know David's idea of going out and you know getting a glass of it at a bar somewhere, you know, trying them out that way instead of spending money on a bottle and finding out, well, you know, I spent 80 bucks on this, but it's it's not really my thing, that it sits on your shelf, you know, for for months and months until you finally get somebody to come over to your house to to (laughs) drink it, to, to get rid of it.
1: I know. I wind up cooking with all my crappy bourbon.
0: Hey, at least you're putting it to good use.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes a hell of a chili.
0: I was going to say, yeah, adds (laughs) adds, adds the flavor to, you know, the food. And, you know, if you can't drink it straight up that way, might as well just put it in the food and consume it in, in that case. So there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Yeah. Another thing that we tell people when they're, you know, just really don't know what to buy and there's all these bottles to select from at the liquor store that, What we tell them is, you know, go find someone that can actually help you in the liquor store because usually there's someone there that knows a lot about bourbon. And just tell them what kinds of flavors that you like, what you want to spend, and they'll help you find something really cool. Yeah,
0: and see what they come up with. And if it's something that, you know, looks appealing to you that you can say, all right, you know, it's, it's in my price range. Exactly. I can do this. It's it's not too bad. Um, you know, it's slightly better than a you know, a bottle of MD twenty twenty. So you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it and and go with it. <laughs> All right,
2: I, I have to ask you because you try a lot of uh, you know uh, what I'll call the bum liquors, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your favorite value drink?
0: Oh man, that's uh, that's a, that's a that's a tough one. It's it's. So I know many, you've had a lot. That you've I know. <laughs> I know. There's so many to choose from. You know. I mean, it's. You know, like. Are Go you ahead talking, and give me a top three then. Like, are are you talking like actual you know, anything? Yeah, what, or, whatever, or, whatever or,
2: that you've had featured on the show.
0: Man, I mean the. I mean the number one. You know, if, if we're going out of anything, you know that we've we've gone through has to be the the Night Train Express. I mean that's the the number one bum wine, you know in in my book. Now, ha, ha, how have you ever ventured down the the bum wine road? I mean, either of you have you ventured down that with the Oh, MD sure, money or like, night train or Thunderbird or Oh, or, or, I'm, I'm sure you probably had some. I've um, had
2: all of those.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had dates try and ply me with them, so. <laughs>
0: Trying to trying to get you to, you know, use it as the um, the special elixir to, uh, you know, get uh, get the night going.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a lady. I require real bourbon. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, <yes.
0: laughs> no, but I have this, you know, this peach, you know, MD 2020. This isn't going to work for you. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it
2: came in this awesome paper bag. Come on.
0: <laughs> or how about you know a a, a blue raspberry? You know, it's, it's got a gold chain on it. It says bling bling. It, <laughs> so you don't want that.
1: <laughs> I don't want my liquor to taste like a Jolly Rancher. Yes. Or clown tears, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, a Jolly Ranch with a nice side of burning on the on the <laughs> way down to to get you going there. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't go wrong with um. Well, well, you you can go wrong. I, I have to kind of rephrase that and say. You know, personally, you know, I say you can't go wrong with, you know, any of the things. I mean, it really isn't one that I featured that isn't something that I wouldn't recommend, but it's an acquired taste. I mean, I mean, people, I mean people have all had them, you know, for the most part. People sure. don't want to admit it, and that's kind of what I try to do and what we try to do on the website, you know, is to <clears throat> say, you know, it's okay, you know. We've all had these drinks. If you had them, you know, high school, college, whenever. Right. Um, it's a part of your life. Everybody has some sort of a story, usually, related to them. Um, so why not, you know, embrace it and, you know, give it one more try. You know, see, <laughs> see if it's <laughs> as bad as you think it is. And if it is, all right, you win. If it, it, it not... <laughs> If yeah, not, then you've come, opened come up back. your
2: uh, mindset on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's everybody has their own way of of drinking, and the things they like, and what you're saying. We're not gonna, you know, you know, cut people out because they say, oh well, I won't drink this or I won't drink that. But there's such a wide variety when it comes to alcohol, and you know, especially now, you know, with people, you know, being home more. You know, you're doing a lot of your drinking. You know, at home it kind of gives you the option now to try different things that exactly. maybe wouldn't, which which is good and bad. <laughs> it gets right. you to start these, you know, these new concoctions. Maybe people that are starting to mix up these drinks that say, "Oh, well, I have you know this laying around, that laying around, mix <laughs> up." You're like, "Oh, this is not a bad drink," but it, I mean, it's it's just crazy how. It all kind of works out in, in these ways. I mean, I don't know how it's been for you guys when it comes to, you know, like you have the, the podcast and the, you came up with a virtual happy hour, which is just kind of getting people together to, you know, drink. I mean, have yeah, your, own at, your own little bar at home.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we started the virtual happy hour because of COVID, of course, and we're like, okay, well... You know, we obviously have a little bit more free time on our hands and we're home. We're not doing much. And we thought, let's get, you know, some of our celebrity friends, you know, together and just do and have some cool people on and just, you know, shoot the shit, have a couple of cocktails, you know, uh, have people ask questions in the chat and, you know, take it from there. And it, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, but I tell you, after COVID, I'm done with that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, having three shows is just too much. Uh, and I found that out, you know, pretty quickly after starting that one up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have noticed you have kind of scaled it back.
2: A little oh, bit yeah. Yeah. I so. just did one last weekend uh, with Kevin Gotee and Kevin Israel from the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast. Mm-hmm. But we've got to meet a whole bunch of really cool people because of it. We had uh, the lead singer from Yes on, John Anderson. We had uh, Bruce Kulick from Kiss. We had uh, not Ethan. I'm sorry, Eric Roberts uh, from Pope of Greenwich Village, and then we uh, we met uh, Bill. Bill
1: Leverty from Firehouse. Oh, Bill Leverty yeah. from Firehouse.
2: But we had uh, Bill Schultz and oh, right. Joanne Novacinski from the Morning Show on Compound Media, and now they have us on their show on Compound Media. We're going to be on there on February 1st. So oh, nice, you know,
0: nice. Yeah, that's
2: it's kind of cool how you get to meet people that way.
0: Yeah and, and like you said it's you'd rather be out there in person meeting Absolutely. people and hanging out with them so while you know it's fun to do you know the virtual happy hour do the three shows but it's like you said once things are you know back to normal you're going to cut it out, and I want to go out. I want to go to a bar. I want to, you know, see people and, and hang out. Oh, yeah, and, the virtual not...
2: happy hour is going to go the way of the dodo bird. Well, I'm that's why we are like...
1: doing it so infrequently now. Right. I mean. yeah, just getting people
0: ready, you know, for the, for the inevitable of the one day when it's like, all right, you know, we're done. Maybe we'll do it, you know, a uh, a quarterly special. Right. You know, and
2: yeah, we now. just recently moved here this year. Matter of fact, right before – or right during – Actually, right in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we moved uh, from Chicago to New Orleans and it was getting better and better and better. And now it's starting to slide back
0: again. It's like, oh, yeah,
2: jeez, Yeah, this
0: is, why, this is why we can't have nice things, right? You know, it's just I know. <laughs> I know you think, OK, we're on the we're on the upward trend. We're doing good and then start sliding down again and, you know.
2: Well, here it means so much in New Orleans because of the tourism that when things slide back, you know, I mean, seriously, people lose their jobs in the hundreds out here. So it's it's really kind of sad. But, you know, we're, you know, fingers crossed with the vaccine and it's going to pick back up again in a couple of months.
1: Well, I'll tell you what's great about New Orleans it's a city that always just finds its way and it's such a supportive community. What a lot of bars are doing now and what a lot of restaurants are doing are hosting sort of uh you know fill-in nights, I guess you could call them, where they open up their uh restaurant or bar to another bar and let you know them come in and take the profits for a night. It's it's kind of like a bar-sharing situation because right now, as it stands, you need to have a working kitchen in order for your bar to be open. So it's a tricky workaround for a couple of places, but then, you know, you, you have like a pop-up event and then, you know, a bar that's been closed for a couple of months, they let them come in and take over for a night. Uh, You know, you, you bring in like a pop-up food truck chef. It's such a cool way to just, you know, make sure everybody's kind of out there and getting some work. Uh, and it's a great way just to you know try out new places and meet people. I mean, we've made so many new friends since we moved here because of stuff like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. You get to interact with new people, new places. I mean, I was yeah, I was going to bring that up and say I know you guys made that big move last year, um, and then you know, pandemic hits right after that, and you're like, you didn't, you haven't really had the chance yet to fully experience uh, New Orleans and. The the real, you know, the real area, you know. Well, it's it's been
1: both a blessing and a curse for us. I mean, in one way, it's been tremendous because we moved out here and it's given us a chance to ease into the routine because you don't have the same tourism levels that you normally do during the year. Uh, You don't have the same crowds and events. So we've actually been able to kind of work in and, you know, go to places that are open and get to know the routine and get to meet people without you know having to dodge, you know, 500 people in the process. But, you know, on the other side, it's also sad that a lot of the tremendous events here haven't been able to take place, but you know, fingers crossed, you know, maybe in another 6, 8 months we'll be, you know, in a better position to do that. Yeah,
0: definitely. I think that's what we can all uh, hope for these days and get out there and see see more see more people and hang out and and have some drinks and have a good time.
2: It's, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, every time, well, now that we have made some friends here, we, we'll have people over and we're like, oh, wonder if they have the COVID. <laughs> you know? I,
0: know. <laughs> I know. It's always, it's always that thought in the back of your mind these days. You can't escape it, you know, no matter what you do. So.
2: Right. Yeah. But you know what I, and we've done this and, you know, yeah, people will probably yell at us, uh, you know, for this, but you know, you need that human interaction. And, you know, just to keep yourself sequestered in your house, I think, is very unhealthy. And we're enjoying having new friends and having them over, you know, as long as you keep it, you know.
1: Yeah, you just do it in a more responsible way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not inviting 50 people and every person off the street. over. yeah. yeah. It's (laughs) not like we're having
2: them over for a gangbang. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we'll see. We'll see how the next episode of uh, Bourbon Soaked Live goes, and that might come up right. on the... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, hey, hey, we're all we're all navigating through this together, and and it and it's things that every single you know you can't avoid it. The topic always comes up, you know, with 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 the COVID and the pandemic and, and all that stuff so, because it's changed so much for people, and when even when it comes to people's you know drinking habits you know i mean liquor store sales went through the roof you know from (laughs) march of of 2020 you know through the end of the year i mean i forget what the percentage was but i mean i know personally once you know things started getting locked down it was like all right well i better go to the liquor store stock up now you know just in case you know there's some bigger shutdown (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) i gotta make sure i have booze you know (laughs) priorities (laughs) Priorities. I mean, <laughs> it, exactly. It was like, you know, all like these stores, toilet
2: paper, paper towels, booze.
0: It, pr- pretty much. I mean, that was, it was like, oh, they're closing out. All these, you know, non essential stores are closing, but, well, thank God the liquor store is deemed essential. <laughs> Isn't that
2: funny that getting, they deemed yeah, that essential?
0: And I was like, oh, well, thank God, because it was like, well, That first weekend, it was like, well, I better get out there before they close everything. Let me pick up, you know, a couple 30 packs. (laughs) I have these on hand here. Okay, some extra booze to put that on the side. You know, just in case, you know, they say, okay, you can't leave your house. I want to make sure I have have what I need to survive.
2: Yeah, I I didn't care if aliens invaded. I just wanted to get my couple of bottles of bourbon.
0: Yeah. Right. If I can just sit back here, and look out my window, and watch the aliens just walk down the street, you know, right. hey, that's fine. Hey, you guys want to come in for a drink? You know, <laughs> Tommy, who wants who wants shots? Come on. <laughs> so, so what's what's next for for you guys and the podcast and the YouTube shows? I mean, what can we uh, look forward? You know, to to seeing from you guys in the future.
1: Well, uh, we're right now working with a production company out of New York who are going to be producing a TV series based off of my stories on the podcast. So it's going to be shopped around. We have some loose uh, interest from a couple different streaming networks that you might be familiar with. Uh, we're looking to start with six episodes and hopefully get optioned for maybe eight or 12.
0: Oh, nice. Nice. Man, yep. m- moving up in the world over there, man.
2: Well, no guarantees with anything because, uh, yeah, we, gotta, first, yeah. we have to shoot the pilot and, you know, COVID really put a oh, hurting on that. I
1: know. I know. We should be way further along in the process yeah. than we are. God damn right.
0: COVID once again.
1: Right. I know.
2: <laughs> Screw, <laughs> screws up everything. Uh, I know. We were supposed to shoot actually in, uh, the late, uh, summer, uh, and that was, you know, based on the beginning of last year, but you know, with everything that happened, uh, production probably isn't going to hit until probably three quarters of the way through this year. Well,
1: yeah, and the problem, too, is that now we need to figure out where we're going to shoot it and how, and that could affect the storyline of the episode. So it's, right. it's, it's incredibly complicated uh, and yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, I won't bore yeah. you with the details, <laughs> but uh, that's the thing that we're really, really excited about. I mean, just turning these stories that you know I've been de- developing for so long into an actual series is just stupid exciting.
0: No oh, that that's awesome. That's uh that that's some big news. That that's awesome. That we're we'll looking forward to see uh hopefully that works out well for you guys and fingers crossed. Yeah, 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 thank you. Yeah, 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 be looking forward to to seeing that and I guess in the meantime you just keep doing your your usual routine, you know, the yeah. podcasting, the shows, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, the Unwritable Rant podcast comes out every Sunday. And then Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time is when we do Bourbon Soak Live on YouTube.
2: And virtual happy hour is just when they're out, they're out. (laughs) It's like the best
1: speakeasy. You know, you never quite know when it's going to open or who's going to be there, but you're always in for a treat when you get in.
0: It's just one of those pop-up, you know, parties. You know, it's like, you know, you wake up one day, you're just like, you know, screw it, you know, you know. 5 p.m. today. We're doing a happy hour. You, know? you so, wake up
2: one day, your uncle's laying next to you. And you go, "What the hell happened?"
0: And <laughs> that was one wild virtual happy hour, huh? Like, <laughs> how the hell did you get in here? Get out. <laughs> you have a key? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What happened last night? <laughs> so uh, where I guess you know plug your you know plug your stuff where people can find you, all that good stuff.
1: The best place to go is theunwritablerant.com, and that's got everything. That'll give you all 248 episodes of the podcast. It'll link you to the YouTube channel, and then there's uh, also my book that you can purchase through there. Um, I think that covers it, right? Yeah.
2: You got everything.
0: Uh, Oh, and you're on Twitter.
1: Oh, yes. My Twitter is where I hang out, and that is at Morning Neurosis
0: yes definitely not. I'll uh, I'll throw up all the uh, the links to all the the websites the social media all and that then stuff and of
1: course there's David the producer
2: oh yeah, don't, yeah you
1: have no, to promote my him, I, you
2: know, know I'm, I'm the monkey behind the scenes <laughs> I don't, I, no one needs to see my twitter
0: he's okay. the he's the he he makes the magic happen you know he does all the the finagling and <laughs> all the, all that good stuff, you know.
2: That's what it says on my business card: finagling, king finagling. <laughs> finagling.
1: King yes. he's, he's the king of the button pressing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, hey, he's got all the the high tech gear. He's got he's got to use it, you know.
2: No, we just got to figure out how to. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. you got the time now. You can work on it. You know, it's twenty twenty one. It's a new year. You know, maybe by you know august <laughs> yeah.
1: fingers crossed yeah. <laughs> right
2: hey I, I gotta tell you about this new zoom unit you know offline sometime because i think for your show there's some cool features that you might dig and it's actually really reasonable
0: all right yeah th- yeah I, I like i said i know i saw the other day you posted the picture of it you know saying you just got this whole new zoom recorder all this and that and I was like, oh, okay, you know, it's very interesting. So yeah, definitely, we'll have to we'll have to chat about it. <laughs> cool, and it's awesome of you to have us
2: on. I mean, we've yes. known each other oddly enough
1: forever. You
2: know, forever. You know, through yeah. the podcasting circles, uh, but we've never had an opportunity to chat. So this is awesome. Yeah, I oh, yeah. appreciate That's, you having us on. I'm I'm really glad on. Definitely, I, I Do appreciate
0: it. you guys coming on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know why it took us so long. I remember, I know a while back. I know we kind of discussed it briefly and said hey you know we we should do a podcast together and i don't know that was probably you know a couple of years ago at this point
1: i was probably right? drinking bourbon at the time yes. so.
0: <laughs> no, i think we all probably i was probably drinking too and it's like you know, that when you drink when you reach out to the people and you say hey you know we should do a podcast or something and then either you know you get radio silence or people that respond back and say yeah you know let's do it you know no problem and as uh as i know as david likes to say you know you don't you won't get what you don't ask for you know when you're know, podcasting and podcast guests so you kind of have to sometimes you know take that plunge and just throw it out there and say hey did they take the bait and come on or you get nothing then it's like all right well hey i tried you know and and that booze is always the the magic elixir that will Ease things for you to, to get that conversation going. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but hey, but hey, yes, thanks again, guys. Thanks for coming on here. Um, we'll be sure to keep tabs on you with everything you have going on with the podcast, the pilots, all the other fun stuff you have in the works there. Um, they are Juliet Miranda and David, the producer, The Unwritable Rant, Bourbon Soaked Live and the sometimes virtual happy hour <laughs> to be announced <laughs> yeah. and i am bumwine bob and until next time cheers